Moo, and welcome everybody to the Pinktron podcast. It's Herd Club Championship Week. Everybody's fired up. Tonight we've got Craig Martin. What are you drinking? I am drinking a uh, Irresistibles IPA. It's a West Coast style uh, non-alcoholic. So Very good. And we also have Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking? I'm almost done drinking because this was a pretty long lead-in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a locust uh, cider blackberry and a, I, I think I'm going to finish this, uh, Glenn Farkless 12-year single malt. Nice. Very tasty. Yes, this was, have... the, this was the looser lead-in of Pink Trons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. We had fun anyway. And Sean Fogenberg is with us. Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got a Dunlow Brewing Sunshine Highway IPA, and will probably also be pouring myself a little bit of uh, a little bit of port. Mm, port sounds very tasty. I have a uh, margarita because it is snowing here in Alberta tonight, and I'm going to pretend it's not. <laughs> there you go. You're just you're you're in Cancun right now, Brent. Exactly. I just. <laughs> Just like I was today on the bike. Oh, no, that was London. Damn it. All right. Same thing. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, which I guess leads us right into our, I think we'll just start off. Uh, we don't mention it's Herd Club Championship Week. So all of the races for all of the Herd series all count towards the Herd Club Championship. I'm going to let Craig explain the points for all that later, because frankly, it's giving me like the Austin Powers eyes. Like, oh, bother. I better not think about that too hard. <laughs> Ah, uh, see, so, <laughs> I've got I've got the gif of all the numbers in front of my face. Mm. Yeah, that one or the Charlie Day where he's like doing like the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all. Pepe happening. Sylvia. But the part the part we do understand is race one in the series is the Herd Autumn Racing Experience tonight, today, and tomorrow. It is the London Eight. So. Um, it is the, it shows up on Zwift Powers, Mall Ford. I always call it Mall Reverse. I don't know. But it's the one where you go around the red part longer and then through the sprint arch and then through the Admiralty arch. So it's kind of a little bit uphilly, still pretty short. And then um, you ride over to Surrey Hills and you brace the snot up box. And then you go back down, you finish at the normal London Loop banner. That's the that's the London Eight course. I raced today. Chris raced it today. Sean kind of raced racing it today. It today. <laughs> and Craig did a broadcast today. <sighs> um, let's start with uh, Craig. What did you see on the broadcast, or anything interesting you saw develop for London Eight today? Uh, so actually, the biggest thing I saw is almost actually no, it was every category except two guys in the A's um, were pretty tame. And, you know, looking to go hard on the segments. So, I mean, that that's good. A big D group, big C group. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it, it looked good and it looked, it was being raced the way I thought it was going to be raced. So it was good. Yeah, uh, for, was that first was race that, had good numbers? It, it seemed like there were good, not, not just good numbers, but good numbers relatively of herd riders which i think due to that the there were fewer people pushing the pace uh 
which probably yeah, maybe Chris wants to talk about how that felt in race one. Didn't feel that way in race one, Brad. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the felt pretty it, spicy in race one. <laughs> the B field was very not just big and not just full of a lot of herd riders, but full of a lot of very strong riders and the strongest. Like, well, I mean, I don't know if it's the strongest herd riders, but a lot of the very strong B herd riders were in. Matt Freitas um, was uh, hurting y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Matt didn't really turn on the gas till he got onto the climb, but like just the, the sheer sort of quality of the field, I think kind of pulled it a bit early on, like even like Northumberland street and, and that little descent, like people were not just going to let you do um, zone one and get to the sprint. They were going to make you pedal a little. Yep, I got my third quickest time on the lead-in section on this course. Huh. <laughs> the part that doesn't matter, the part that we should have been zone twoing through. Uh, they put the gas on early. Kept well, and how many times have you raced that in HWR with the A's? Several, I think. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I, I just... I know I have. Scotty, after that, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. it was definitely I, quick, and it was a big group. Yeah. yeah. So it was the good. Seas, I'd say I did a little bit of comparison on the segments. It looked like the C's were faster in race two than race one. So I, I, I can't Damn say it. you know. Yeah. Uh, that was not the case in the B's. The B's yeah. in no, race one were materially faster. Yeah. No, by a lot. Like it was like 20 or 30 seconds on Box Hill faster. And like a second and a half on the sprint segment faster. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm really frustrated about how mine went because I doubt that tomorrow I'm going to have as many. Like we had almost 40 in the group. Uh I think yeah. even as after the the start. I think we had 32 in the in the main group coming into the sprint and then I unclipped and the unclip made me lose the chain and then I'm chasing and decided that it was not worth it to totally blow myself out just to get back to the group just in time to recover for 2 minutes and then climb so uh, but it was, it was really frustrating cause it was right. I, I was still ramping up and I had just hit 1200 Watts. Uh, I was like, I was hitting good numbers on that sprint. And then, and then there, that they are there, they all went. Apparently I still, uh, despite coasting through most of the segment, I still got 15th. <laughs> you did. Yes. I noticed that. Awesome. Yeah, that that is that. I think um, I don't. I, I'd say the one tip is from having raced it. Um, I would say don't leave the sprint too late, and bring yeah. your watch early on box. Like like. So, for the sprint, there are very few people. At least in 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 our group, everyone waited so long. Uh, no one wanted to be the first one to go. Uh, yeah. And because of that, it there was a danger of not having enough 
you know, you, you've got to have the watts to get the, a good time. Um, yeah. it, it very much, at least in our group, uh, favored people who were willing to get well off the back uh, and then sprint into and through the group mm-hmm. as everyone starts their sprint. Um, yeah, big time. I think you need to, as you're coming down the mall, like down the red road, uh, just watch what your group is doing. And if everyone's kind of track standing (laughs) and trying like racing toward the back, get off the back. Um, if it, if the pace is staying up great. Um, but in terms of getting a good time, uh, I think the fastest times were the people who were at the back and willing to sprint earlier from the back than the people who kind of hit the hit the start line and then went. Yeah, and I'd say you probably left it a little late too, Sean. I did, but I yeah. I was yeah. uh I was happy with if I if I could keep going, I I think I had that. It was just a, yeah, yep. I had so, a I had a feather, so the the yeah. snap getting up to speed was was uh, going to be pretty helpful. It's a slight uphill on that sprint as well. Did you yep. DNF, Sean? I'm looking at. I did. Notes. I I spent another. I haven't actually looked at the numbers yet, but I spent another minute and a half uh after the I, I think I was eight ten seconds off the back by the time I got clipped in and the chain back on chased for another couple of minutes and then pulled the plug because I was already near max heart rate all right so big picture strategy how are you making you're gonna do the double header tomorrow or what, yep. What's, what's the I'm going to okay. I'm going to do the 11 and 12 uh HCG first hair at noon and hope that I still have any any snap left in that second race. I think that and this is actually I mean we we might want to talk about this just generally uh but I'm probably not going to go full in climbers gambit, uh, which may lose me one spot, you know, depending on how, how big the field is. I think you, and, and I I think the scoring matters because this is scored against everybody. Yeah. But I think going 95% rather than a hundred percent tomorrow uh, but saving something for the rest of the week is probably how I'm going to approach it. Yeah, and I would almost, this is an interesting exercise, right? Um, yep. So heads up, see Sean's week is compromised at this point, attack. Yeah, uh. <laughs> well, I mean, it was compromised to begin with. I've been still uh, on the COVID recovery fatigue train it this week was rough overall so even i'm I'm not even sure i'm going to finish but i'm going to start and we'll see how far it gets got it so with the change in scoring of climbers gambit being scored across all races i would say you'd want to burn more matches on that right because you're fighting that's fair 
ghosts who haven't even ridden yet. And then in the air, you're only fighting the people who are in that world with you. Is that true, Craig? No. No. no, not true either. All right, never mind. So uh, this is I why think I wasn't talking about results. Straight <laughs> what I said. I think this is a good segue into how we're going to score this, um, because uh, yeah, it it's gotten complicated. Um, so for HCC, the hair, it's the two se- the the segments all ranked with all the herders across all the time slots. And no, the fi- finish time. The finish time is only used as a tiebreaker. So that's how hair is going to be scored. Climbers gambit, all the times, all the herders racked and stacked. Um, I, you know what? We argued about mountain goats. I can't remember on mountain goats. <laughs> Mark really wanted to use, just use times on mountain goats as well, which I I, I wasn't a huge fan of. But climb like climb times, no um, finish times, right? Finish time. time, yeah, finish time. Yeah, that one's hard because it is like that it's depends so weeks. much on how many people are in your group, especially for well, actually, almost only for the A's and B's. Yeah, I was gonna say only if you have a group really after you get across the first climb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we hit um, Stampede. So Stampede is always ranked across all. Um, so then Bullseye. Um, so Bullseye, it's points within your. You can't. We can't do anything else with that. It's how you do within your race against herders. So. Um, yeah, that's that one. Wait, so and against herders. So you're, are you doing a separate categorization? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so not per, per race, not per, not per banner, per race. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that one's probably going to be less differentiation, I guess. Um, that's, kind of what we saw before um and then hwr hwr and that's finish time yeah so Hmm. yeah so finish time across slots and it looks like the pin post does have mountain goats as race finish time ranked across all time slots. Yeah, no, I I, I just went back to the last okay. uh, the, the last thing in our, our discussion. Yeah, the, okay. it, it was uh, we did we did arrive at finish time across. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's, it's it, the only thing I'd say about so hey, that's all good. I hope everybody caught all that scoring info. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's also written uh, down in Mark Mark John's posts. Yeah, uh, in yeah. The featured section. So yeah, and Mark has done yeoman service in uh, helping come up with all this scoring. And I think is Mark going to be the one who puts the spreadsheet together, Craig? He volunteered because I wasn't going to do it. Mark loves a good spreadsheet, so that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. So thank you, Mark, for all that. I will say though, in terms of like AI, I can't pay that close attention to the strategy. Each one of these races to maximize my one point or whatever I'm going to yeah. get between difference of not going or going. But I will say, like climbers gambit is a four minute race. 
Yeah. Yep. Go so, all in. It's, and as much I, as like you want to say I'm only at 95%, like I don't know about you, but going 100% at a four minute race to 95% doesn't really materially affect my next day anyway. Uh, Maybe that's the, next the thing. Hour. It's right. That's like I personally know that when I go full on a short VO2 max effort, even an hour later, I'm blown. Like yeah. if I'm going absolutely 100% full, I'm not going to have anything for that next race. Like it could be, it could, it could mean a minute, like going 95 versus a hundred an hour before doing box Hill could mean over a minute on box Hill. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. Yeah. So I guess I'd say I would have said the same thing about me running, but me on the bike is not that. So yeah so, so i think the important lesson like, here is listen to yourself yeah especially like when i'm not in shape that is the case and that is right now yeah yep yep Which okay i guess brings us to like we should probably talk about the rest of the races for hcc yeah that's, that's <laughs> what's going. I, I, I just lost my uh it's a good segue into uh, the next race after Herd Autumn Racing Experience and London 8 is... Oh, should we do a quick bike choice on Herd Autumn Racing Experience? Tron. I Tron. Tron. I mean, so there is an argument to be made for going more arrow. Box isn't that steep. Yep. Uh, it And you're probably going to... Like, you're not going to be losing a group because of your bike choice likely uh so and and you know the finish matters just as much and you've got that that descent so you know i was kind of up in the air between tron and arrow for making the decision today uh i chose tron but it was close yeah my i mean i i ended up taking tron but in hindsight i i almost think maybe i should have taken it because I did a 12.4, I think, on um, the sprint. And if I had even done a quarter second, I would have moved up three or four places Yeah, in the sprint. And I bet I wouldn't have given up one spot on box to be on a felt with my discs. So, um, you know. I might go arrow tomorrow. That 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 would be my argument more than than even like just the cr- crux of like losing time how, on box. It's just that like a half second matters. How arrow are you going? Are you, are you are you talking arrow with discs? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that's the only thing that's faster than a Tron, right? It's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so if you if you're thinking you're gonna be okay on box or wherever you're gonna finish on box, but you you're gonna be tight with a whole bunch of fast fast sprinters you might think about pulling that full arrow to maximize out your sprint points although remember that you are um your time your climb times are racked across all seven races too true well i I mean but also your sprints it's it's a couple seconds and really your your climb time generally is going to be whatever group you you can hang with which yeah. like that's probably not going to depend on your bike probably uh, not and if it doesn't then you get to the top and it's a sprint to the line 
Yeah, on flat. Like, yep. Yeah, there's there is. Anyway, I like I said, I rode the Tron because I had ridden Tron for a while, and I was kind of excited to be on my pink Tron. But um, there are there are logical, rational reasons if you for, if you don't have one for starters, yeah, don't I, feel bad. There are advantages you might have. I absolutely yep, just talked myself into an aero bike for tomorrow. Good job. And if, and if you want to ride an aero bike, there's a good reason to. All yeah. right, let's go on. Herd Clever's Gambit, Titans Grove, 2.6K, 2.2K at 2.2%, I think is the numbers. Something it's like only that. 2%. I mean, it's flat and then it's not. I mean, to be, yeah, even some downhill at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's roly for sure for like a kilometer, and then it's kind of four to six, and I don't think it goes ever steeper than about six. So um, anyway, like I'm a fast B, I can do it in four minutes in a race. I suspect on my TT bike I'll be a little slower than that. I'll probably be four oh seven, four oh five ish. It should be close. Yeah. Yep, because you're fresh and stuff compared to a race a little bit. So you're you're going to be able to do better watts. Yeah. So you, you, you know, C's and D's will be C's like 430, D's maybe almost five for some of them, I think, because of the climb Uh, and weight and stuff like that. Five is not going to be out of the realm for D's and even, even some C's. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think so. So that's the kind of time you're looking at. It is rolly. So there's a little bit of time you can make up by being efficient in your, exertion you probably want to like leave some match till the end when it gets a little more consistently uphill than early and other than that um go easy till you see that green line in the jungle and there's redwood forest and then light her up right till the end the yeah, finish line is, a, is a for but uh chris where's the finish line on this one? <laughs> yeah, we chopped, chopped it at 20k it gives us plenty of time this week um so it's the eastern eight routes we get a nice warm-up get a nice warm-up of like 10 ish 10 12k then you blast it up and then you coast down and then you're done Oops. <laughs> uh, we 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 left off at Chris being like you blasted up and yeah. I don't I don't know why my internet hates me. All good. Uh, so previously on the Pink Tron, <laughs> Titans Grove reverse comes at about the 10 12k mark of Eastern Eight tackle that get over the top and then uh, as brent was saying you can just noodle around but you do have to break that blue banner that will come at the 20k mark in order for your time to count and your effort to mean something chris do you have anything to say for yourself about last week you know math 
is not my thing. <laughs> Apologies to all those who were affected. I triple checked that. Apparently, I needed to quadruple check it. Um, well, where was the finish at Castle Climb? Uh, about halfway up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Only for the first uh, two races. Thank you to Mark for stepping in and TJ and fixing some stuff while I was sound asleep, not knowing that Peter were being affected by my poor, poor life decisions. Wow. At least they could. When I screwed up Stampede, I had to email a friend of the show, James Bailey. Because <laughs> I can't access... No, yeah. Just, yeah, for a little weird behind-the-scenes stuff, well, we, we'll get to Stampede too, but I can't I can't select non-TT module-supported routes for Stampede. So I still oh. have to get Zwift support to do all those races. Huh. Anyway. Anyway. All right, so that's Climber's Gambit, Herd of Mountain Goats. This is what, are we going to call this the queen stage for Herd Club Championship? I mean, for yeah, the I A's and so. B's. <laughs> definitely, definitely for the A's and B's. I mean, it, it's it's the biggest climb anyway. By yeah. Shot for the C's and D's as well, so. Now um, remind me, Octobon to get up reverse, it's straight in, right? It's just out of the pens, yep. hang a yes. left through the banner, hang a right mm-hmm. when you get the T intersection of the climb, and up you go. Yep. Password crystal face man. Yep. Yep. Okay. So and then the C's and D's finish at the top. Yeah, and us poor suckers got to go back around the bottom. Do the is it leg snapper direction? Is it the normal Innsbruck downtown direction? Uh, no, you go the opposite direction for Octorbon. Oh really? So oh, we don't even get to do leg snapper. So we go back into downtown across that little bridge and then do the climb up the toe snapper a little dip back up to the top of leg snapper down the leg snapper yep and then through the cobbles back up onto that bridge part down yep. in and towards then the do the hang forward to do forward direction yeah oh, yep. uh, summit finish on at the top of forward have fun so so, so like bees, it's like... hours to become a C is what, what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I, I'm definitely eligible for a C and have been for a while. I'm really considering it right now. Uh, what's the distance on Join this? Join us. It's got to be 30K. I mean, Lauren is as well. And I, I, I think that this race in particular is giving her thoughts of sandbagging hard. <laughs> I think I have the route badge for this, but I can't imagine why I would have done this. Uh, oh, we've had it before. Yeah, right? we did it oh, in the HSRL okay. last we did. last year. Yeah, uh, like it's like one of those Ventopy situations. And that uh, one no, for HSRL was was a long race because you actually you know you come back down and then you've got to finish the. Right the route and do another sprint and yeah yeah oh 48k is the distance on this we yeah, for the full route but we don't do the end no, um, no. okay yeah but we finish on oh, this one we finish the top year, next year's octobon on hsrl with the leg snapper yeah at the very end right before the final sprint that's going to be so much fun 
I think I just killed Brent. <laughs> hey, can you say that again? Octobon for HSRL uh, is going to be an even more demonous climb uh, because you've got to do all of those things that we just said for the uh, mountain goats, but then you come back down and we'll have to do the new leg snapper KOM immediately followed by a sprint. Sorry, where is this race? I don't even see this race. Oh, list. no, it's not listed. It's just that's Craig saying, I'm oh. putting that on for next year's HSRL. <laughs> no, 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 he's not. He says. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Sidetrack. All right. So, yeah. Good times. Uh, I don't know. Fast Bs are 20 ish minutes. Probably. I don't know. That second one might be a lot slower than that. Um, A's will be under 20 minutes. C's and D's on KOM Reverse are probably in the 25 to 30, maybe. Some of them and D's will be 30 minutes up the KOM Reverse, I think. I'd say, yeah, some of the C's are going to climb the KOM Reverse faster than some of the B's will because they're not doing another climb. I'd, I'd wager. Yeah, I, I just, you know, the thing is about like, so again, Herd of Mountain Goats is like full draft race dynamics. Yeah. And so the race will be on. Like, there's no. No, that's fair. Like, I think it'll be on. I just, I think the pace and the bees will be full gas on the climb. I Do just think no one's going to wait. Anybody's going to upgrade on this in terms yes. of like bees going yeah. into bees? That's yeah, an important, so, yes. that's a very important thing. Uh, if you feel like you might upgrade and you are uh, expecting to be able to finish in whatever category you're signed up in, sign up for all of the races. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sign up now. Sign up Talking now. to you, Matt DeFreitas. All right. Not a chance. <laughs> So I, will be, behind. I will be Great. wearing my Liedenhoser kit with the hat and the shoes. I don't I don't know what the third piece you get is, but I don't have that one yet because that race hasn't gone. I don't think maybe that's that. the bibs, right? You get the kit, the hat, and the shoes. Oh. Yeah, I thought you get the kit if you do socks. any of them. Socks. There's maybe socks. I don't have socks yet. Whatever. I'll wear my rainbow socks just for you, L. That brings us to Stampede. Stampede, 61 kilometers on Rule Mapool. Um, Which is kind of mean. It's a mean uh, course. Yeah, you know, no. I mean, okay. it's got you. So you start off with up uh, the backside of DKOM. That is the mean part, but it's early. So, you know, it's pretty like eh, DKOM isn't the end of the world, but you will definitely want to like push some matches on that first climb and then take a little bit under recovery on the descent. And then you're going to want to try and find your 16.1 K pace on the flat, probably the rest of the way. Uh, at what point do you hit? So how many K's are behind you by the time you finish the descent? Six or seven. Okay. So it's half and half ish. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and then it's basically flat. There's the, the aqueduct KOM does come up in this um right around the eight kilometer mark i want to say eight and a half maybe so you know 
but it's aqueduct right and yeah. tt i wouldn't get too worked up about you it go you go a little over yep going up and you're fine yeah and the rest of it's pretty much flat you'll go through pave that's about it 61 kilometers yeah, uh, i think that's a pretty fair tt climbing your tt bike i think you just take your full arrow i don't know what do you think craig i think so i mean you're going back down the hill and then there's piles and piles of flat very flat and it's not even that steep a hill like honestly no. yeah yeah so I there's a few your... steep spots and there's a few steep spots in that first bit but yeah the steep parts of ventop are after that for sure yeah I, I do think that this is an interesting one for pacing uh that yeah. You know, how much do you go over and how much can you hold after? Uh, and some yeah. of the fastest times might come from people who really go hard at the beginning mm -hmm. and, and can barely hold threshold afterward. Um, yeah. We'll see. But I, I kind of what I say when I mean it's a fair TT is I think it evens out a little bit of the, I don't know, the, the fact that when you do like the pure flat TTs, the guys who are big watts, but a little lower watts per kilo can put on more time. This one sort of equalizes that a bit so that, you know, it, it'll be very fair to a few lightweight guys who can put a little bit of time on the climb and then you'll be getting reeled back in essentially on the flat. So it's good. Yeah. It's a good course. Good job, TJ. Stampede. Here we Although, go. Although, as I learned in uh, in the Omnium earlier this year, it's, it's not necessary. I think that... Uh, being small is actually not that big a disadvantage in a TT on Zwift. It is not. Uh, Lauren went very fast uh, for for her watts in the Omnium. Yeah, like if, I don't know, like if, if someone who was 60 kilos did exactly the same, like a 4.2 or a 4.1 watts per kilo as I did, I'd probably beat them by like three, five seconds. Yeah. As an 80 yeah. kilo guy. So that's where, when you start comparing to the class boundary, the heavy guys have the advantage. But if you're not talking about comparing people that are right on the class boundary, then it it's not an advantage. Yeah. 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 And of course, I mean, this is where the, when you talk about that advantage, but then zero races are ever decided by how fast can you go on the flats with no draft? <laughs> Except TTs. Yeah. Which are never really, you know, one class of race that nobody worries about in ZRL or any other series, except for yep. Stampede. All right, what's the next yeah, yeah. race? Bullseye, Bell Lap. Now this, I saw a description. This is 12 sprints and what I'm looking at, which I think, like, is it? It's both sprints, right? So yep. you got to do at the top of the hill Shit. and the finish line <laughs> for points. Oh, yeah, man. that's what I thought. That's oh. I knew this was the new Bullseye format. So, um, this Mark is a is war a of attrition. Last Mark year's last year's uh herd club championships, Bullseye uh absolutely murdered some people. Uh well it was this, like 18, but just one sprint per lap. Well, no, so last no. year's herd club championship was the Queen's Highway. Yeah. Uh and it was just like a few laps. Uh but you just had to do the one thing every lap. Yeah. Uh, yes. This is a, sh it's a shorter lap. Yeah. With two things per lap. Yes. This is one is a real war of attrition. Like, 
it's that's going to wear some people out. Yeah, there's those sprints are not going to be sprints. <laughs> yeah, and just so everyone's aware, if you're not familiar with Crit City, Bell Lap is is Crit City Reverse. So you go from the pens, and you're actually going to go out onto the rollers. Yeah, I think and that's up the up the like less steep climb. Yeah, for lack of a better expression, and then down the normal one that you might be used to across the like little cobbly bits, and then through all this stuff, and then the finish for the the lap is kind of a right hand turn into yeah. a straightaway mm-hmm. instead of yeah. like that u-turn right around that you normally see before you hit the sprint so um yeah you'll you'll get to know it well after six laps even frankly yeah yeah I, I i don't know i guess like in some ways it's a like i what was the one we did that was like 18 laps of crit city like that that was a thing once in a we did that, that in HSRL. Omnium or something. Um, no, Omnium, Omnium was like bad. twelve. Yeah. yeah, which still seemed like too many, uh, given that it was yeah. the fourth thing and the first thing in the morning. Yeah. But yeah, and it was a little meaner because they could, like, people would try and break you a little bit on the climb, and there was no points for that, so you just had to kind of like hold on and then sprint. This is you got to hold on because you got to get points through that banner. So you got to go. So it'll be, it'll be tough. Uh, Full arrow. (laughs) Yep. Yes. There's no other, no doubt about that one. And then ocean lava cliffside loop is the finale. It is a week one of herd winter racing, which we'll get to more in or around the horn after this. But in terms of herd club championship, one lap, scratch race first across the line takes you know it's time through the race yep um ocean lava i mean that's a bit of an interesting bike choice one i guess you might want tron to make that climb i especially given the mixed categories situation like i think that Mm -hmm. that the faster like a's b's maybe want to go more arrow but there's not much more arrow than Tron. So, yeah. I, uh, yeah. So, right. So, it's herd winter racing rules. So, everybody together at the start. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. A, B, C, Ds. Yeah. And Ocean Lava Cliffside Loop. I can't remember the exact route how you get there, but I know at one point, essentially, you go up the first bit of Epic. Yes. Epic Reverse or Epic Forward. Reverse. I can't remember. Epic go, Reverse. Epic uh, Reverse. Up, yeah. Up to the, the, the uh, turn off to the jungle. Yep. It's about 20 minutes uh, to the like start of the descent. Like if you get through the bypass, like it's going to be about 20 minutes through there. Uh, I remember because I rode this as an FTP test in HWR last year. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like across the wooden bridge, past the seaplanes, and then that green hill up yep. across the bridge. Yeah, and that's the break point. So essentially, you know, depending on what what level you're at, either you're trying to hold on to the fastest group you can up onto that bridge and then into the bypass, or you're breaking everyone's legs and seeing how fast you can shake them. So it does, this one starts, it's the lava part of the ocean lava cliffside is it, it heads out to the yep. volcano and then comes from the volcano up the Italian villas, uh, dirty Sorpresa 
mm-hmm. uh, gravel climb. Um, that's going to be the first place that things really split. Um, if yep. you are able to stick with the main the main pack through the exit of the pens, uh, you're just going through flats through the volcano. You'll be mostly fine, but you. C's and D's and probably some B's will get split off on that, on that little climb. Um, that So I'd, I'd say good C's who have a good punch power, a good one, two minute power should be able to stay with the A's there because the A's aren't going to absolutely launch a full out attack. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to punch each other a little bit, but I, I don't think they're going to. I'd say that's mostly true. But when I, like I said, the, I, I wrote this as a FTP test and it was when I was probably a low B and I'm pretty punchy and I'm pretty sure I got split off the, the front group, mm-hmm. not necessarily the main group, but the front group there. Yeah. I mean, I guess when we wrote this, I was, I was a strong B at that point. Um, so I, I stayed with the front group, but I, I was also anticipating an attack there because, well, I was racing in a race with Tim Rush and Becca. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say, I very much remember this being in a HWR or something like yeah. that. And, and Becca and Tim smashing the hell out of us on that stupid hill. Yeah. <laughs> I anticipated that. Well, I mean, it is the race. I mean, like, yeah, like sometimes Zwift races are a little transparent. Like, <laughs> like you just know this, this race is now 6% for 90 seconds. If you want to be at the front of this group, you're going to have to stick with the fastest three or five or 10 racers on yep. this segment. So yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Yep. And then, and then the really mean part of it is not even that that climb is so hard, but it is like kind of like a, two to three percent grinder all the way through the bypass basically yeah so, yeah so there's a the main climb is about 67 meters uh and then you've got another 30 meters that you gain over the next 4k yeah and that is like and and the the strong riders don't let up they keep going across that bridge and across the bypass and it is like two to three percent like you can't just quite coast in their tails you gotta stay on the gas till you get to the bridge back down so be ready for it um it's good fun it's a real good test of where you're at um and then downtown i really like it i really like it even you know i i know i'm not going to be racing with the guys that i was racing with last last year when we did this i well i don't think I, i was just looking and my time from Tuesday on Titans forward is only six seconds off my PB. So maybe I'm in better shape than I think, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think I am. Uh, I, I've, I've still got some punch. But that that same, that same uh, time hurt a lot more, I assume. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it did. Oh. I think that was, um, I, I think my best one was, you know, season one race one of, ZRL uh, way back in the fall of 2020. Um, 
So, I mean, I, I got more fit after that, but I, I was in pretty good shape. Anyway, uh, I really enjoy racing against the A's and racing against the C's and, you know, because on different courses, you know, the, the C's hang around right to the end on a few of them. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it is really interesting uh, just how jumbled things get depending on the course. Yeah. You know, there are, there are certain times, I, I remember one last season where uh, there was the new york kom yeah uh fairly early on in the course and then it was a, like a long uh a long like flatter effort and i end up getting ridden off the wheel on the flat i i i was like 30th going over the the kom and then got dropped later yeah uh, yeah there's there's is... and was with a bunch of bees uh, but yeah, it's interesting how the things can end up playing out, which is probably a good segue into our around the horn topic, which maybe we'll start with the herd winter racing course selection, which, you know, the advantage of being a herd winter or a pink Tron listener is you get the course list first. <laughs> So, Craig, you want to run her down quick, and then maybe we'll just kind of pick out some highlights? Okay, let's go. So, Ocean Lava Cliffside Loop, one lap. Greater London Flat, one lap. Um, Mountain Route to the Epic Summit. Deuce France, one lap. Whole lot of lava. One lap of Spirit Forest. We talk about that one. That was a Mark John request. Uh, Richmond UCI um innsbruck uci uh summit finish handful of gravel. summit what's that K-O-M. where is that summit the top of the innsbruck top, forward top of innsbruck forward. so that's innsbruck uci only goes forward yeah 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 so uh yeah so then three laps handful of gravel one lap sand and sequoias london loop single lap Five laps, Neokio crit course. Two laps, Cobbled Climbs reverse. Two laps, Innsbruck ring. One lap, Harrogate circuit reverse. Three laps, Seaside sprint. One lap, RGV. One lap, Lady Liberty. Five laps of Queens Highway. Two laps of Classique reverse. Octorbon summit finish. So that's the first climb. So KOM reverse. Yeah. yeah. The top of KOM reverse. Single lap of Caspats and Volcano Climb. With the caveat that um, there's a couple of courses I've kind of got earmarked in there that are candidates to be replaced by something from, what is it, Uru Kazi or whatever. The New World. Yeah. The New World. Yeah, so when so when listening to this list, keep in mind number one, the, the features of herd winter racing. Number one, all cats race together. Everybody starts from the same pen, same time, same start, and you just you finish where you finish in the race. There's no like C cat, B cat, whatever. Those of us who raced it a bunch, we we earmark ourselves against 
who we race against and that's the way to do it right earmark yourself if you're a c or a d earmark yourself against a bunch of your pals or, or racers you race against so you know we're c's and d's hold on to the group as long as you can feasibly and finish the race and that's good because the finishes there's no fastest through there's no first that cross the line it is race to the finish line that's the finish so it's super simple super fun you will learn a lot about racing you'll learn a lot about like pacing how the big gunners race it um what do you think chris what's your what do you got your eyes on on this one I'm looking up a couple of routes that I don't even, I haven't even heard of. Yeah, there are a few. <laughs> Handful so of gravel is, that one is. Handful of gravel. Me. That's exactly what I was looking at right now. Spirit Forest, I don't think I've done. Yeah. So uh, Spirit Forest, I haven't done either. Uh, but Mark suggested it. Be, so there's no, it doesn't do any segments. So it's not really useful for a lot of the formats we, we use. But it's a really interesting course. So it goes halfway up the um, the Temple KOM, and then you take the bypass. Yeah, across the bypass, and then continues up the other side of it, and does that figure eight. For, so it's it's an interesting little route. Um, one lap actually goes up twice because the start and finish is at the top of Temple KOM. So one lap is plenty. <laughs> I hate Temple KOM so much. But it's not really <laughs> Temple KOM. Whatever. It's the, like half temple, Whatever. half reverse temple. Yeah. From the bottom on the pavement, through the stinking dirt <laughs> twice. You go up yep. to the tree. You yeah. go up to the tree. Twice. I've just died in so many races there. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, so Handful of Gravel uh, goes... A, so it's looping around in the jungle oh oh yeah it takes in that new bypass yeah yeah does, it, it does the bridge through the middle yeah it does the bridge through the middle it's the top half it's yeah. that's that's one of my favorite like little bits of road that zwift has added and it's like it's really sad you. that yeah no there's no there's no good courses to race on really through there so well, I think I found one. I, I think this is going to be interesting. So that's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to try it. So th this, was, this one was entirely me. Are any of these going to be bike swap courses in like there's, an HWR yeah, format? You get the lead in. Um, depends there. That's all road. I don't think so. I was trying, I was actually trying oh. to avoid it. Um, hmm. So, you know, a handful of, so, Spirit Forest, maybe, but I think that's a gravel bike. Um, All the way. Same. Yeah, probably same for Handful of Gravel. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, I, I was trying to avoid it just because that, that's not, well, it can be fun. Um, wasn't what I was going for for HWR. Cool. Good. And then I think our last thing we want to talk about is uh, our other new series starting same week, a week later no a week nope. later that's going to start the 5th of november um so remember remember yeah 5th of november not quite right but <laughs> so um yeah so this is the herd beginner racing um so those who have been around for a couple of years will remember that um in fall of 2020, 
uh, we kind of accidentally turned herd beginner racing into herd elite racing, which is now HWR. Um, so people got really annoyed with the race when they signed up and, you know, some of the, some very top Zwifters were duking it out and they're not beginners like well, yeah, yeah every you know. every race was just people <laughs> being race. like this doesn't seem like a beginner race <laughs> <laughs> within <laughs> within the first two minutes of the race yeah yeah as you know some a and a plus riders are punching each other in the legs in the first two minutes of the race yeah yeah so great fun but uh, so that turned into herd winter racing um but you know the the herd the original herd beginner racing was it was d only it was if if you went over 2.5 you got dq'd um so i i don't want to quite do that i think that you know as we've learned it, it, there's some some negative uh some uh, negative unintended consequences to things like that but uh, what we are going to do is cat and force d entry it's only d's um and then we're going to use uh, a a zwift power uh, profile that's still there from those old herd beginner races in 2019 i think and we're going to subcategorize after the race so everybody's going to race together we're going to subcategorize below d uh or you know d in i think three levels and uh yeah we'll see how that works so i mean some of this is trying but uh definitely see not a lot of d's racing and i've got to say i get it um d category is way too wide um d category for a bunch of reasons including that it's wide you don't tend to get groups form um it the race fractures more than it does in C and B and A. And yeah, I, I want to try something to get people started to, but also to give the people that, so to give D riders a race where they're the main attraction, not a sideshow. Um, you, you know, it's so yeah, th this is D racing and uh, yeah. Heard beginner racing. Uh, I've been talking with Marius and Corey about it. So we're going to promote it in the herd. Um, I'm hoping we're going to get some promotion from Zwift for it as well. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this will be a, a pretty big event for us. Awesome. Uh, currently you've got the first four weeks figured out all of which are just scratch races. Do you have, is that, is that the plan for the full series? <laughs> Looks like the series so, is going to run until late March. So I would say this, no, so we're going to do short series. So it's just going to be constantly repeating, not necessarily repeating the same courses, but uh, a reset right. every, either but, every month. But or, there will be herd beginner races till the end of March, basically. Or possibly indefinitely. Oh, that would be great. Through. Yeah. No, so I, I'd like to keep going forever if we uh, if it goes well because I, I I think it's underserved. So, 
that's uh anyway we'll see how it goes um and that's sort of why i only have four weeks of courses there i want to i want to get feedback before i keep going because it's not something we've done in quite a while so uh the other question it sounds like it's going to be a mass start but uh categorized later into subcategories type of race so yeah. essentially kind of similar to the, the hwr all categories together but then you you figure it out like later yeah and i mean that's what so mass start multi-category racing is the norm in a bunch in in some race series mm -hmm. I, I think most of the three r series races are run that way um i mean i think it makes not... sense for this yes i i think it well so i think it's the best option i've got for this depending I'm... on like until we figure out until there are ways to separate pens in custom ways yeah uh and there are uh oh there was something else i was gonna say but i've forgotten it because i've had i'm started on the port <laughs> no well, so, I think... uh, you're right i asked i asked Zwift for custom category limits with cat enforcement and it's probably not going to happen so this is the this is the best thing i've got I think the other part of it too that's good anyway is that if it's a big it's a bigger group part of this that was the experience other is the used to riding in a group and so if there's more people even if they're in the D plus or D1 or however your number yeah. them up or whatever you get used to, to to what it feels like to ride the draft watch the group watch for a split decide when to let some donkey do the dumb stuff um you know that's part of racing so so that's part of the experience and that's the idea so yeah, if you're new to racing, if you're a D and you're you're feeling like you're not getting into races that you feel like you're having a good time or you feel like there's not enough bodies to have a credible race, get your buddies, come out for these ones, populate them up. These are for you and it should be good times. Yeah, this is this is definitely one that I think we want to kind of push hard uh and advertise get the get other d's riding there were that was one of the when you know when i started i was a d and yep. uh the the first time that i felt like oh this is a race that i could hang with was a was a chase race where that was the whole point was like let's stick this group together um there weren't any that you know at that point there wasn't anything like this where it was just like let's get all the d's racing together yeah um would have been helpful yeah well, just go ahead brent oh i was just gonna say like listen we do an entire podcast about one race series on zwift so like we're the proselytized we are the converted but I will say, if you're listening to this and you you're maybe you're a herd rider and you've been doing the group rides and you're riding around at 1.5 and you think that's all fun, don't underestimate the ability of racing and just the um, the situation you're in to get like one position up on the next person to help you stretch to that next fitness goal, help keep you motivated to get on Swift, help keep you motivated to get active, especially like I was 
I don't know if I said it on the pod. Oh, I did. Yeah, it's snowing here. Like it's it's like hard to like. It sucks. I don't want to go put my bib shorts on and be freezing cold for ten minutes till I get my sweat on on my trainer. But I got a race, so you know, try it out. I think you'll be surprised at how hard you can ride and how fun you'll find it and how fit you can get if you do it. It's good for you. Here, here. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Notwithstanding, and then you can have an extra drink when you're listening to Pinktron. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything in balance. So I think with that, that brings us to the end of the show for this evening. So thanks very much to Chris Greenland. Thank you to Craig Martin. Thank you to Sean Bogenberg. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you to everyone who comes and does our herd races. Thank you to everyone at the Herd Club Championship. We'll see you all out there at your races. Let us know in the comments or on the Facebook page how Herd Club Championship is going for you if you're having fun. And moo and good night. Good night. <laughs>